guided by the Lord through his word, which he's left with us in the Bible. Um, A prayerful relationship with him. Wise counsel of of friends and family around us and and teaching. And an an overriding knowledge of providence. Welcome to episode two of Sam and Dan Chat. Sam and Dan Chat on the sofa. Once again, here we are. What's been going on in the world? Once again is um, probably one of my favourite Matt Redman songs. <laughs> it's a good one. Jesus Christ, I think upon your sacrifice, you became nothing, poured out to death. That one. Yeah. Once again, I look... <laughs> it's a great one. Um, there was the Matt Redman World Cup on Twitter. There was. And that was really quite good. <clears throat> Maybe if we if we had a text-in function, people could let us know their favourite Matt Redman song. But we don't. So we could just say, come up to us and tell us your favourite Matt Redmond song. We're going to have to guess that Heart of Worship and 10,000 Reasons are probably going to be in the final. Do you reckon? Mm, Yeah. I like One Day, brackets, when we all get to heaven. (laughs) Close brackets. Yeah, I know that one a bit. It's really good. Not so well. Um, But, Matt, yeah, I don't know how we got onto that. It's a good start. If you're not a Christian, look him up. Do it. What's been going on, Hamesy? Leicester lost. Leicester have lost twice in a row, Saracens, and then uh, Sale. Yeah, very sad. I didn't watch it, but it looked like Saracens were absolute fire. (laughs) (laughs) As the young people say. As the young people say. What I would say is, um, having become a rugby expert in the last few months probably is that they're playing yes. they're playing rugby in a, <laughs> they're playing rugby in a way that not many people do Saris Saris they, they, they're known for the kind of big heavy grunt mm. up front just just gonna like choke the opposition with like heavy hitting yeah. kick it a fair bit just push through and they're, what they've been doing what they did against Leicester was also a lot of running passing not quite kind of Fancy boy Harlequins, but a bit. It was much more like they were doing everything. It was like they could just do everything. Yeah, amazingly. Yeah, terrifying. And uh, and they're just doubling down on that. That was good. You sounded like a rugby correspondent there. Yeah, I bet Sarah's been teaching you stuff because <laughs> yeah. she's quite cute, clued up now. Yeah, yesterday, um, while she was working. She told me she had um, BBC Sport on her phone and she was following uh, following. Yeah, well, Katie gets BBC Sport notifications. About about rugby? About all sports. About all sports. It's very open-minded. Exeter looked good as well on Friday night. Do you think think Exeter are making a resurgence? Maybe. But then that's what happened last season. It was quite up and down, wasn't it? I feel like there's um, there's some big boys that they've they've got fit again. So that'll be interesting to see where they go. And they got some... Interesting newbies, yeah. Shickling a ding dong, yeah. Some really good. So I think maybe you could be looking at. I think either Sari sale final, or I think Sari sale and Exeter will be up there. Yeah, it's the third. It's the so. fourth, fourth place in the top four for me. Yeah, I'm not quite sure on at this stage. I know it's early, but um, on on present show, Leicester ain't going to be up there. No, step or eight probably. Trying to think of a good segue into. Um, what we're going to talk about? Yeah, I don't know. We could just introduce it. <laughs> we could. Would you like to? Yeah, we're going to talk about cooling. 
and possibly get onto some guidance. But in the previous one, we spoke about work and that um, prompted the whole guidance, calling, purpose, which we said would be another episode. So we're doing another one and this one is on calling. So subject of calling, Mm -hmm. do you think we talk about it too much? We're about to do an episode of a podcast on it. I wonder if, are we in danger of talking about it too much or at least in the wrong way? And Mm. so we talk about it too much in the wrong way and has it become a burden to people? Is Is it something that is intimidating? Mm-hmm. and uh, constricting to people. I think so. I think we talk about it, uh, particularly in church. It, it sounds quite mystical almost. It's a it's a pursuit yeah. and it's something you search for and long after. Yeah. And some people might spend their lives looking for it. Others will discover it in a kind of eureka moment. And others have already found it. But I think we talk about it. I don't know if we talk about it too much or if we talk about it in the in the wrong way. Yeah. And we don't maybe we don't quite understand what it means properly. And so maybe to be clear what we maybe want to sort of just turn over a bit and sort of examine mm. is the idea that everyone has a specific um yeah, <laughs> I don't know another word than calling vocation or specific kind of assignment or job yeah, from yeah. the Lord that they're supposed to do, and um, usually, like you say, it's something you're supposed to sort of discover somehow. Yeah, and um, people f- maybe almost feel a little bit incomplete or directionless until they've found the calling, mm-hmm. and people expect maybe they're going to have a word from the Lord in their ear or like a prophetic word from mm-hmm. somebody to say. God has told me that you are supposed to be dot, dot, dot. Yeah. That's maybe what we're talking about. Yes. Where do you reckon that comes from, the idea? (laughs) I mean, I'm looking at my notes. I know, I'm not looking at any notes. And I'm, I'm thinking, where does it come from? I think, so it's interesting. I think, personally... It um, actually can be quite a selfish pursuit. Yeah. So I think it comes from this idea that um, a calling is our thing to find and a calling belongs to us. Yeah. And once we found it, we found our kind of purpose in life, like you say. And I'm not, I'm not sure that's quite what it means. So to me, if you are if you're living out your calling, you're using your gifts, your skills, your attributes for the bettering of others, contributing through what you're doing, contributing to others' lives, helping others, and sort of living out who, you, who you're made to be. Um, as opposed to maybe searching until you find this perfect job, this perfect vocation, that fills this kind of gap in your heart that makes you think, no, actually, you know what? This is what I'm meant to do. I love work. I love the day-to-day and I found my calling. Yeah. And if that is a if that is a problem and I think you're right, it is. I, I wonder if it just really unhelpfully mixes, like, you know, when you have two medications that mm. mix badly, I don't, I don't comment what the word is for that. <clears throat> That's bad. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> 
And when he takes when he takes some ibuprofen or whatever, and you've already had some, uh, you can have ibuprofen with paracetamol. <laughs> you can, yeah. Anyway, that when it's bad, yeah. With maybe a kind of anxiety of young people today. Mm-hmm. Don't don't want to use the labels like oh, millennials mm. and so Gen Z. Um, that the anxiety that we all maybe have been brought up with is like to be somebody to like know who you are, to find yourself. Mm-hmm. You go, go on a gap year in the Andes to like discover who you like really are. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to come back like knowing like this is who I am. This is what I'm about. This is what I'm called to do. And everyone thinks they're supposed to go out into the world, make a difference. and Or be a leader. Be a leader. We talked about this. Have we talked about this before? Like to found a movement, like start a charity. CEO. Like, and if, if everyone, yeah. I think, and maybe it's an Oxford thing. I think we've said this before when we've talked. It's a very Oxford thing. Lots mm. of exceptional people around, and there's a pressure on us maybe to all. To, everyone's a leader. Everyone's outstanding. Everyone's got something really special to do, and uh, yeah, that slightly self-centered um, charting your path through life in a kind of mystical, spiritually led way. Mm-hmm. When really you're not doing much different to someone who's just been ambitious. Mm-hmm in the secular world yeah yeah and that and and there's this um there's this kind of future sense implication as well so it's it to me it's almost like actually what you're doing now doesn't really matter you're kind of in the wilderness at the moment yes and you're seeking it out so when you find that calling that's when your life starts that's when that's when things really kick off and you get going yeah. like when you find the charity you're supposed to start or when you when you become CEO of, of that company or whatever it is um, do you know what I mean or, or, or yeah. you move to that country that's when things get started yeah and that's so when just, like just you think, water oh, finally then. I can make a difference for the Lord like yeah. I can I can really be a Christian so it's it has this this future tent yeah. that you're always looking ahead to find it and i i wonder if um well maybe we'll get on to what we what we think all knowing all wise sam and dan <laughs> think um calling is defined as more accurately yeah. or what we should maybe see it as as christians maybe we'll get on to that in a bit we but may, we may how about playing how about i play devil's advocate for a moment go on what about you look in scripture mm. and you have abraham um and Sarah, yeah, called by the Lord. He, you know, the Lord basically says to them, "Leave, you know, the land you're in. Go over to this other land. I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to do this with you. X, Y, Z. Very clear plan. Or like Moses, burning bush moment. Uh, Esther, you know, she was born for such a time as this to like save the Israelites. Is that that maybe these may be the kind of things when we when we talk about finding our calling? Maybe we're looking at scripture, looking at those models for well isn't that how it works that God has something for us to do and we need to we need to find it well, I mean those people didn't go looking for it did they <laughs> I guess they weren't mm. existentially searching the Lord just spoke to them but are they models are they not models mm. I feel like maybe that's what people have in, in their minds you mean that the Lord is really going to clearly speak to you mm. and say this is where I want you to go at this time and this is what I want you to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. But then I think, um, 
I think you can. I think there, there's still examples of that today, and I think people still do get a very. Some people, there's no denying, have a very clear purpose and, and yeah. calling put on their heart. You have a very clear purpose for what you're supposed to do in life. I think of people who have gone abroad to be missionaries in certain countries for their whole life, or have become. Yeah. Who have started at you know incredible charities and done brilliant things with them, and I think there's no denying that that is the case but I think for the majority and we touched on it a bit in work I think for the majority of people it's not that clear cut yeah or maybe not for the majority of Israelites either no so maybe if you're Abraham and Sarah like yeah this is very very clear calling presumably the majority of the Israelites weren't um, also starting great nations (laughs) by definition (laughs) yeah so then what do you do with that so yeah so how do you then be a follower because not if we're all leaders you know if everyone's called to be a leader who's following who's following who's the if if we're all Abrahams or Sarahs who's the Israelites that could be the little clip at the start I think that bit (laughs) but it's that's quite warped isn't it if that's if that's really the way that we've been taught to think we're all leaders. We've all we we read scripture and we go. Obviously, I'm mm. I'm Abraham or Moses or whatever. Obviously, I'm not. You know, I was going to say Billy Bob Israelite. <laughs> Is that? I don't know if that's very Old Testament. Billy Bob, <laughs> Shmuel, Exodus somewhere. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but I do. Yeah, there is an anxiety to it. So it can be. It can be almost a selfish thing. Mm-hmm. But I think as I was saying, I think that I think there's pressure. That it means there's pressure because everyone's trying to find it. So actually, in in these instances where we've talked about, there might be like a genuine sense of calling, mm. like of the Lord saying, well, "I'm picking you to do something." I think unless it's happened, unless the Lord, unless the Lord has specifically given some like leading like that, it's pretty exhausting. Otherwise, to be what waiting to mid twenties, thirties, the clock's ticking. Still not found my calling. No. I don't know to me that almost feels a bit like it's a bad picture of God that he's like of course I've got something for you to do but I'm but not just yet <laughs> well I'm I'm keeping it wrapped up till you can you know you could search a bit harder mm. you need to you need to be a bit more serious about your life so you have a you have a actually a bad view of God behind that and then sort of personal anxiety because you're thinking all about yourself the whole time mm-hmm. so a big part of this comes down to the kind of why the question of guidance like how does god lead and guide us yeah um do you, what what's your take on that like how how would you how would you say you've played that in your life like knowing the leading of god um, or not i think there's a couple of things that play in so for me personally i probably thought in the past that I've never had a real audible voice of the Lord, like perhaps those examples you touched on earlier. Yeah. Um, and for a long time, I probably thought, mm, "What's you know, what's wrong with me there? Then am I am I not praying hard enough? Am I not um, am I not acting right?" And for for a long for a long time growing up, I maybe thought that was guidance, like a direct audible voice. This is what you need to do. Um. But I think increasingly I realise that 
the Lord's guidance, it kind of goes hand in hand with our own autonomy and decision making and free will as well. So we're not we're not robots that are just controlled. That the the Lord says, you know, this is what you need to get up and do today. But actually, I think living your life, living my life through uh, a Christian lens, through living, living through the Word of, through the Bible, through the Word of God, through the example of Jesus, is that in itself is is guidance for me. So it's not it's not um, a voice, it's not a direct line to the Lord. It's is reading the word which then frames how I'm living life mm. in the day to day I think there's a sense of um, particularly with big decisions with big moments in life I think there's no denying that and you know the Bible says that the spirit lives on in our hearts and I think I would definitely say I've been guided by the Holy Spirit through a nudging this way or that, you know, a, yeah. a particularly strong sense of one thing being right and another another not, perhaps, or, yeah. you know, in big moments. But I think generally speaking in the day-to-day, it's through reading, it's through teaching, it's through the example of Jesus that you're then... Yeah. It's almost like a a secondary guidance. Do you know, it's not... It's not um, it's not with you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna mess this up big time. Um, I was gonna say it's not with you all the time. It is with you all the time. It's not like there's a voice on your shoulder the whole yeah, time. Yeah. God's telling you what to do. It's the fact that you've appreciated what it means to be a Christian, and that's yeah. then what guides your decisions through that lens. Yeah. I'm gonna say something. Maybe this is controversial, but I do wonder if the way that we talk about this publicly, sometimes in church, for example is really unhelpful people learn a very pious language surrounding this and mm. i just wonder if usually it's masking what's really happening like so what i'm thinking is of you occasionally hear someone say you know i woke up this morning and uh, i just felt the lord say you know wouldn't it be good for you if you went out into town today and look for you know a lady in a red coat and mm. i said oh lord uh, I, you don't you i'm not going to do that you know that i don't like going out town. <laughs> yeah. and the lord said to me yes dan do, do i mean and people like recount like a conversation yeah so i think i grew up hearing this like this person is literally having a chat with the lord about you know which socks to wear that yeah day. and they're, they're, they're like so in tune and i was thinking like oh my goodness like, I, like yeah exactly i'm not I'm never having anything like that, not even remotely close. And people are encouraged to sort of speak that way. And I just, I just wonder, is that absolute nonsense? <laughs> like, is that, mm. I suspect that's not happening to anybody. Mm. But it's a way that people have learned to speak, a pious way of talking, which we might, if we just said, say, what was really going on this morning when you, you know, thought you should go into town and talk to the lady in the red coat or whatever? I wonder if people would just really, if you push them, there was no actual voices out loud conversation. It's just how people learn to speak. And what's happened is they've felt, like you say, an internal nudge or it's just come about. Like it's just yeah. happened. I, is I've, that I've controversial? Had, am, am, had, I, am I being No, I don't cynical? think it's controversial. I've had, definitely had instances where, and it, it probably happens quite a lot, where you where you wake up and you think, actually, yeah, I probably should, I should probably try and make an effort with that colleague or yeah. maybe I will buy that person a little something or... But, but that is, that is maybe the the spirit guiding you. 
Yeah. And and you know it, with hindsight those things often people come back and say you know I really needed that or thank yeah. you so much. And I I believe that's that's the spirit nudging you this way or that. The yeah. difference why do, why sometimes is that we then amplify that. Why do we make this sort of weird theater I don't know. of it? That's very strange, isn't it? And it, it I think it then leads it's it's not just theater. I think it it can lead to a a puffing up of mm. Look, I I hear from God every morning and yeah. I've got some kind of special link that I've worked years and years for and finally I've made the breakthrough and, and you know I just I'm going to wait and hear what God's got to say today and, and I'm not sure us, the rest of us feel very insecure listening to those <laughs> accounts yeah which turn out to be exactly what nonsense. we're having but yeah either yeah well n- nonsense in the way that we're talking about them but actually yeah. exactly what we <laughs> have different. open to us and yeah. probably what we've experienced a couple of times this week yeah it's just that our understanding is perhaps missing the point yeah one thing that plays into all this for me is having a good strong doctrine of providence mm-hmm. which sounds a bit forbidding foreboding 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 but uh, I just wonder if that's one thing that's a bit missing uh, in the way we think about a lot of this stuff is providence is the idea that God is yes all powerful he has every detail of our life in his hands. Nothing in the universe is outside of his control and his mm. sovereignty. But he's also, at the same time, our loving father. And so we can say, like, you know, nothing happens to me um, that he doesn't intend or allow. No hair on my head, you know, can fall out without him knowing and having uh, decided it. And so I can kind of chill, yeah, and say. So, for, in terms of guidance for me, I think so much of it's just been about God's providence that pieces have fit into place. Sometimes for sometimes for life details which are quite amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, I look back and think the way things lined up mm-hmm. and the way things have panned out I could never have planned it, and it was miraculous. Yeah. But it, I wasn't being led by a voice in my ear, but it's providential arrangement of circumstances, yeah. conversations, people, opportunities. And I just, I don't know. But you still have to make those decisions. You still have to, you still have to put yourself out there and say yes or no. Yeah. Uh, and so how does that, I, I completely agree with you, but how does it not lead to a kind of complacency whereby we just, we walk around and we say, well, you know, not a hair falls from my head so yeah the, the the lord's got it well i do think that we naturally don't believe in the providence of god when i naturally wake up in the morning and think i'm on my own in the world and i've got to get up and make it work and i've got to if i if i want things to go well today i have to work hard and got to sort of <laughs> engineer conversations and people and stuff to go my way yeah so if, if if I'm complacent in anything, it's more more likely just to think oh, I'd rather just sit in bed and do nothing, yeah, yeah, than have to make everything happen. Whereas I should be getting up in the morning saying everything in my life not is in the hand of my heavenly Father, who is Almighty, <laughs> mm. Almighty, and I just I trust Him, and I, therefore I pray, yeah, be prayerful and not just. It's not just fatalistic, oh, things will be okay. Yeah. It's Christian. I trust the Lord. That's part of it. Yeah. 
but maybe there's more there's maybe more active side to it as well like you say no i think it's just a really interesting point where that you always reach a point where you do have to make a decision and i suppose that's part of how we're made is that we have a, a freedom to do that yeah and it's just i don't know i i haven't got my head around it how you can you can be prayerful all the way up to those big decisions and when when you make a decision there's almost there's almost no wrong or right in yeah. that sense so if we really truly believe in that providence yeah then if we're being prayerful and we're we're, we're trying to be wise then we we have to trust that a decision we make isn't yeah. gonna send our life on a course um of complete disaster where god is like oh, oh, oh well you no. should have said why didn't oh, you say no that, well that's it then yeah so you could maybe we could say what's the essential package <laughs> for <laughs> guidance would be maybe you're, you're prayerful you're seeking to be obedient to what the lord has shown us in scripture generally about the christian life the wwjd wristband yes nice the wise advice and guidance of people parents Others, yeah. friends what else i get to and know that, as well and that over, yeah i was going to say as well maybe just a lot of the time if you know if you're a christian you have the holy spirit living in you yeah and the things that you love and care about and want to do they're not accidents no like we i don't think i would ever agree with the whole kind of follow your heart mentality i think that's no. bad because i think our hearts are sinful so we don't just do whatever we feel like doing but if as a christian you have a long-standing you know passion for something a long-standing concern for a particular part of the world or um you know a, a long time desire to serve in some way that's probably not an accident and so if you're exploring that with prayer yeah care advice starting in the right place like, at least is that not yeah is that not enough just to get going like do you need to have the audible voice of god saying serve on the welcome team probably, probably so you have to go back you have to go back to the the start of it all and say when i became a christian yeah i was given a heart of flesh yes and i was i was made new and put on the right path yeah and uh at, at that point <laughs> so that's an inside joke at, at that point um I at least started started in in the right place, and that's that's the foundation from which you're building. Yeah, but we so often forget that. It's funny. Well, we overcomplicate it. Don't we? we overcomplicate. Overcomplicate, it, so and good. dare I say, over spiritualize. Mm. We make it way more, like I say, mystical, mm. difficult to figure out. But so so then you can strip it. So we strip it right back, and you go to talk about that package, and you yeah. say, as a Christian, we we're being guided by the Lord through his word, which he's left with us yeah. in the Bible. Um, a prayerful relationship with him. Wise counsel of, of friends and family around us and, and teaching. Yeah. And an, and an overriding knowledge of providence yeah. that means we are cared for, we're loved, is covered. Yeah. And those things in combination mean that even if there's a decision where we say, oh, oh gosh, I, re I really don't yeah. know. I really don't know what to do here. You almost, <laughs> I don't want to say you can't go wrong, but... We, but we should, we got the tools there to make sound decisions. Yes. And you could say, 
all of that, all of that we can expect in the Christian life. Yeah. What we might not expect, but what we do want to be open to is maybe specific guidance from the Lord about certain things where you get a kind of particular nudge that yeah, you're like, yeah, that yeah. is an unmistakable like today in this moment I just know yeah maybe we say you don't want to expect that all the time otherwise you never do anything but you've got to be open to but it you have to be open to it have we cracked it have we cracked the guidance nuts log off now I don't know job done <laughs> <laughs> no I don't no I don't think you ever crack it and maybe that's part of working out your your path and you, yeah. you walk with kind of fear and trembling am I taking that out of context no no it's, is it, good. it's a continual um, a continual challenge and I think I think you always have to come back to those things and in our nature and in the way that we are in, in this current um, state I think we're always going to forget those things aren't we yeah. and we're always going to lean back on our own understanding and our own strength and it's at that point that it, it becomes a lot more difficult um, so I think it's a constant I think it's a constant thing how does that though so that's a slight tangent isn't it guidance the guidance tangent yeah so how, how do we link that then back into cooling because I think it is linked I think so uh, so what's in my mind and I have to confess in my notes on my phone is um, a little verse or two that really struck me once a few years ago um, we were reading we were studying in the, in our small group 1 Thessalonians mm-hmm. and it just really struck me there's a bit where Paul says in it make it your ambition to and you're like what's he going to say mm-hmm. <laughs> found a charity go out and win the world change change the world change things make it be the change you want to see in the world uh, follow your dreams but does he say that? surprisingly not he says make it <laughs> Surprisingly not. He says, make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. You should mind your own business, work with your hands, just as we told you, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders and so that you will not be dependent on anybody. Hmm. It's 1 Thessalonians 4, 11 and 12. Oh, that's nice. It's just so interesting. That's make nice. it your ambition. Yeah. So we just, we make it our ambition to like, well, we just, we just spiritualize our human nasty ambitions to be famous and just go I'll be famous as a worship leader Mm -hmm. I want to be famous as a pastor Mm -hmm. he's like you're making your ambition just to like not to be be quiet mind your own business and get on with it and chill out yeah yeah that's but that's that's quite it's quite refreshing quite freeing I think it is I think that's quite freeing because he's he's kind of saying put your roots down Work work on the things immediately around you. Do your day to day. Yeah. Come back at the end of the day. <laughs> it feels wholesome, doesn't it? Quite wholesome. It feels quite autumnal. It does feel quite <laughs> autumnal. Get that casserole on. <laughs> so yeah, okay. So that makes me think, right? Do you know? Um, we've mentioned this when we were chatting about uh, this episode is the the phrase that I think has been borrowed from the world of marketing like branding which is like we all need to find our why know your like, why. find your why know your why which is a branding thing isn't it it's like if you want to sell your product to the world yeah you got to say you know what's the problem you're answering or whatever find your why I just wonder if 
because we all live in a world where everything around us is a brand, you know, we're being sold stuff all the time. Have we taken on board too much of that? And so we think as Christians, there is a there is a why for me out there, which I need to find mm. and be clear about. Then I have to brand myself, you know, like I'm a product mm. to the world. And so I have to be really clear, you know, I am Dan, I'm a Christian, yeah, but also I am <laughs> an author. You are an author <laughs> and a doctor. But you know what I mean? It's like that that now becomes the 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 um the peg, like the identity peg. Yeah. I've got to find my why. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. now, now I, now, now I have a book out. I know my why. Yeah. Whereas, <laughs> yeah. is it that I should be? No, I know. I know my why. My why is just is I'm a Christian, which is my ambition is to live a quiet life. <laughs> you know, my main business work with my hands. Yeah. <sighs> and everything slots in. Everything else is yeah. But then I think some we're we're all. Um, very different as well and you have uh, very different skills and giftings to what I do so I don't think we're all just um, you know the same to sit around and do a day's work and come back and sort of go under the radar and I'd also think we're made to um, discover those giftings yes and those things that we're, we're uniquely good at and to use those in the day-to-day. You could come back to the power of the talents or something, couldn't you? Yeah. Like, don't, don't go burying them. And, and use what you've been given. Yeah. So, Am I flattening it out too much between all Christians? Perhaps. 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 Because I would, I would argue that um, you should... Well... You know, Paul says that you should make that your ambition and at the same time you should be working out what it is that you're uniquely gifted at and and and, and what you're what you're built to do in that sense yeah. um, because I think that's part of the wider calling of being a Christian is to use those things and maybe the maybe the key difference is that we're called to use those things for the bettering of others and for the glorifying of God rather than searching those things out in in the kind of ambitious way that we've we've spoken about yeah, a bit earlier yeah um oh i'm amazing with people so i'm gonna go and start a charity and i'm gonna use that and that's gonna be my my sole driver yeah do we do we need to switch that and say actually this is the this is the calling and this is sorry not the calling this is the gifting that i've been given how am i going to use this to better other people to glorify God and show that that's who it's from. Yeah. To me, that's closer to a definition of calling. Yeah. Have we drawn close to the definition of calling? But do we already have a definition of calling? Go on, what do you think? As Christians, in the greatest commandment. Or is that too simplistic? It's at least a baseline, isn't it? Because what you could say... To, to one extreme you could say and, and we t- again we got it we got to it at, um, on the episode of work didn't we we said if you're a Christian if you are um, loving others as yourself and putting others first and loving God with your whole heart then um, you don't need to do much more <laughs> yeah and that's that's an extreme isn't it 
but is that the base is that the base from which you work work on to yeah. or is that is that a definition of us as as christians yeah i think i think that's it that's what we are that's who we are first and foremost and i wonder if a, a mistake that many of us make maybe some of our listeners wondering unsure anxious about what am i called to do what am i supposed to be doing is getting stuck in the detail before having the foundation mm. laid which is that to grace yeah or, or i'm thinking of also the westminster shorter catechism yes what the it's like a old q a thing is it a theology question and answer what is the chief it just says what is the chief end of man or what is you know what is the great greatest original purpose of humanity better more contemporary way of saying it what what is humanity for it says to glorify god and enjoy him forever mm. like that is a that's a good answer to that what are you for mm. like if you're if you're listening and you're thinking what 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 am i what's my purpose like what am i what am i meant to do that's the answer glorify god and enjoy him forever mm-hmm. which is nice you know it's it's nice enjoy god forever mm-hmm. um that's that's the foundation that's the baseline the, there may be more you have gifts and talents skills and they're the means i think they're the means through which you glorify god yeah yeah that's true aren't they and but but it's it's so it's making that the the end end goal yeah. is you saying what are my what are my passions my skills what am i good at what have i been given to glorify God as opposed to put together in a big recipe and yeah. build my calling cake yeah <laughs> calling cake <laughs> um, but that that does mean there's no waiting around is there you, you don't have to kick your heels until um, your mid-30s no, no, until no. you get a voice in your ear because you, you, you start with what you've got and you get going yeah okay great I think that's that's about 40 minutes worth that's flown. Cool, we can talk. <laughs> um, I think that's that's a good conclusion that we've come to. Obviously, we're completely right, and that is that's done and dusted. That's solved. Obviously, phone or fax in uh, if you <laughs> if you've got a different opinion. Calling tick completed that. Um, no, but I th- that's I think it's a great place to start. So n- I think next time we want to talk about emotions and maybe touch on some mental health stuff and. Yeah. And all that kind of thing. So that'll be good. If you if you want to hear boys talking about emotions, tune in next time. <laughs> tune in next time. <laughs> that'll be an interesting demographic, won't it? Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's that then. See you then. <laughs>